Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. series I visited the set of Lawnmower Man 2 and was kept up half the night waiting to interview Patrick Bergen. The original film was a huge success and Lawnmower Man 2 picks up quite literally where that left off. I am God here. Job, who lost his legs after an accident with a lawnmower, has found power inside virtual reality and is now attempting to destroy the real world and force everyone into cyberspace to push up property values and make a killing. Despite the heavy-sounding plot, there's a definite younger feel this time around, with more action and a cast made up largely of young cyber brats who can navigate the virtual world no problem. Their leader is Peter, the only member of the original cast to appear in the sequel. Unfortunately, Peter only knew Job as the nice guy next door with the big lawnmower and consequently gets sucked into his plans. How could that be? There isn't time, Peter. I need your help. I'm dying. <laughs> what do you mean, dying? I need you to find someone for me. Benjamin Trace. What? Dr. Benjamin Trace. He's in seclusion somewhere. You've got to bring him, Peter. When the cyberscape dies, so do I. What if you want Jack in? Tell him I'm building his Chiron chip. Never trust a bloke who says Chiron chip, because Job has stolen it from my mate Patrick Bergen. I thought you said the trains didn't run through these tunnels. They don't! Oh, my God. It's heading right for us! The game is afoot. Top train track changing work, Patrick. But the real star of the film, in spite of his acting, is Job, who rules the most unfeasibly large virtual landscape we've ever seen. In fact, the producers claim that Job's virtual city is the biggest computer-generated model ever outside of Milton Keynes. Inevitably, the action leads Bergen into cyberspace to confront Job, and that's where the poo really hits the mixer. I found the secret to immortality in the Chiron chip. Where is the Chiron chip? Come with me now, won't you?
I think everybody's gonna enjoy it because it's one of those films that's not just for certain audiences. It's basically like being inside a, a huge video game. Farhad Nan has created a, a wonderful, beautiful film. Get him out of there! It's getting out of control! I've never seen Joe like that before. You've got to stop Joe before it's too late. And in three days, I'll be in every system in the world. I came to save you, Joe. In here, I am the savior. Lawnmower Man 2 will be flopping onto a cinema screen near you from... Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy, and I got my good buddy Johnny back with me again. What's up, everyone? Uh, Johnny got a little cold. But he's a fucking trooper, and, and uh, even more of a trooper, he is here to talk to, with me about Lawnmower Man 2, Beyond Cyberspace, or a.k.a. Uh, Lawnmower Man 2, Job's War. We're going to lose him! Virtual reality will rehabilitate your mind and eventually your body. What is your name? Who's Joe? He was a lawnmower man until my next door neighbor did some experiments with him and turned him into a genius. I am God here! Welcome to my world, Peter. I found the secret to immortality of the Chiron chip. The future, sir, is now. even like a third name for it some i guess it was the pre-planned name it was like risen or something or something, something like that something like, like that yeah. like it was on the vhs release of one like yeah when started showing trailers for it or something yeah 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 uh because uh, i always uh, i heard a podcast in the past talk a little bit about uh, uh beyond cyberspace and they just referred to it as job's war so when it popped up on uh max i was like what's beyond cyberspace I mean, because he never really gets beyond. I mean, he kind kind of does for a little bit, but um, yeah, it was weird. But um, did you read that? Did you read that thing uh, on IMDb about how like the director got locked out of the editing room because like um, the producers wanted to make it more for like teenage males? <laughs> I did see something about that about him getting locked out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't blame him. I guess. Um, but this guy, this director, uh, uh, forehead, forehead, for, for forehead, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> the only thing I know, the only thing I've ever seen from this guy is, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the show we used to, that was back in the nineties, uh, Max Headroom. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which I used to like. I like that the same guy, the same people who did uh, who helped on that show did the Super Mario movie, Super Mario Bros. movie. But um, and it, it kind of works out because the lead guy in this, same guy, same Max guy. Anthony. And uh, Matt, Matt Frewer, man, uh, the guy who plays Job in this, uh, it's just not good. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he's in. He's been in tons of shit. He's got like a hundred and like sixty credits or something like that. He's he's been in a lot of fucking movies, man. But uh, and uh, you know, I was gonna. I just realized this before we got uh, before I got done with the movie. Um, this is like the fifth time I think Matt Frewer has been been on our podcast because we did the stand all four parts and uh that's when I was, we were working at bluefish at the time and matt Frewer is like the trash can man in that in that that book and he's in the show too so it's like the, this is like the fifth time he's been on the show <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't any better than that and he's been in a lot of stephen king adaptations he's not any good in any of those um he's like a voice actor and stuff but anyways I'll give a synopsis for, for most people who probably haven't seen this movie. And man, you know, IMDb gives you a shit ton of information on this thing. But I, somebody, thank uh, God bless whoever AC is, they wrote their own synopsis for this movie. And it says, uh, Job is resurrected by Jonathan Walker. He wants Job to create a special computer chip that would connect all the computers in the world in one network, which Walker would control and use. But what Walker doesn't realize is a group of teenage hackers are on him and are out to stop his plan. Doesn't really tell you much other than that, because this is like, what, uh, six years later or something like that to make this movie? And Yeah, it's six years, but you really wouldn't know. I mean... It it looks like a whole lot more time because it's almost like all of mankind has collapsed. And... Collapsed, yeah. Like, uh, so I was gonna, I was going to ask you this, and I wanted to save it to. to re, uh, I didn't want to tell you this. I didn't want to ask you about this before. I wanted to talk to you about it in the podcast. But like, what movie does this remind you of? Oh, man. I can't think off the top of my head. There was something that hit me whenever I was watching it. Ready Player One. Oh yeah, it's kind of yeah. Right? I could t- I see that. Yeah, it's kind of like Ready Player One almost. Yeah, it's like like it's a dystopian future and like <laughs> it's, it's like it's all shitty and gross and it's raining all the time and all they do is just jack in and play fucking VR all the time. Much like where we're heading now. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, this movie's not any better than Ready Player One, but <laughs> it's a lot better, but. Uh, they're both bad movies, in my opinion. But I mean, it was pretty interesting to me that I was like, "Wow, this is." Very, and even uh, did you catch the line about the glasses they wear? Yeah, the iPhones. iPhones. Yeah, yeah that's pretty interesting, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I actually rewound the movie. <laughs> I was on, and I rewound it because I guess I was looking away, and I heard that, and I was like, "Did he just call them iPhones?" <laughs> All right. Well, since me and you have both never seen this movie before, uh, so what was your, uh, your your reactions to it? Uh, I mean, it's not good. It's not good. It's no. I would say it's almost okay in a way. I do like some of. The, I do like some of the acting. Like, it's all out there. Like, I think everyone knew what they were doing, and most of them decided to push the boundaries. Like when you were talking about the lead guy, he kind of channeled, uh, I felt a lot of Jim Carrey. Oh, there's a lot of Jim Carrey. He even does like a cut it out thing. Yeah. Like 
there's certain things in the movie as far as little details I like, little call for like in the very beginning, there's that scene where they're walking through the hallway. It's probably five minutes in, and the girl makes a comment like, uh what is it? Oh, with the TVs. Like, oh yeah, those things will kill you. Yeah, those things will kill you. And right away I'm like, if this doesn't pay that off in some way. <laughs> Chekhov's gun, right? <laughs> but um but yeah, I mean it was I like I like that scene too. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I mean I didn't I don't think I'd ever watch it again really, but I don't think I would either. Um What about you? Uh yeah, I'm the same way with you. Um, I think the really the most interesting part about the whole movie is the way it opens with like that aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And how oh, like yeah. I like, thought that was gonna be the whole movie. Me too. I almost texted I, was, I almost texted you about like like oh shit, Johnny, is this how the whole fucking movie is? Because I, I wanna watch about, it before this shit. I was about to be mad because not that I have a problem with it, but I mean when you've watched the trailers and all that and they show it full screen. Right. And then you show it and it's in a smaller ratio. Right. Although I I do like that the movie technically it does start off where the other one ends in a way. I I um I think me and you talked about that before, but I always love movies that do that. Yeah, really cool. Like Halloween two does that. Um, I think one of the Critters movies does that. Yeah. Too. Um, but I like when movies take up right where they left off. It's it can it it can be a, it might be a detriment to some, but I think for the most part I I, I like stuff that happens like that it's like this sort of continuous it makes it feel like a more more like a real world when it continues on like that um but i like that i like the way they opened up the the what what, the aspect ratio ratio that was really cool i got i was like i got really worried when they threw like they like they it's almost like so that that comp the the power ranger station blows up and job didn't really get out you found somebody inside or something i have i don't know how that works but he's in there he got blue he got blew up and his legs got blown off and all that stuff and uh um they save him somehow but like it's almost like a robocop thing that like, they they take him and like they immediately fix him up and then just put him right to the fucking chair to create this like i don't know they call it a chip but it doesn't look like a chip to me it's like a like a diamond shaped thing it's a to basically like this power source of all the vr in the world mm-hmm. or something i didn't I mean really get I, it. it might be mean of me to laugh but i did get a kick when they had him in the wheelchair spinning on the mythical <laughs> yeah, thing it's pretty funny yeah i was like what the hell is going on <laughs> and they like they, they put him they put him in immediately like like he's like almost like give him no time to like heal or any of this stuff. They just like throw him in this spinny, the, the gyro thing immediately and start spinning his fuck, scrambling his fucking brains around and shit. <laughs> well, I thought it was very weird that they start the movie off and you, they replay the ending of the last one <clears throat> where he's trying to get out into cyberspace or whatever it is, get on the internet and you see him deny, 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 right, gets right. accepted. And then you see him go in and then like the next scene, they like find his body and they put him back together. Like I thought there would be a whole thing where it was like, well, they found his consciousness and put it back into his body. But basically it just takes away that whole ending of the first movie. Right. If that's the case, why show us the ending of the first movie at the beginning of this one? Makes a, you make a great point because I I, uh, I think we and you both agreed we kind of like that ending the original ending to that movie yeah 
And I was thinking the same thing you were thinking, because it makes more sense that he would be traveling, traveling around and then find, you know, uh, find his way into some sort of consciousness. I mean, they go so far into the future. It's like, why couldn't he do something like that? You know, I mean, it makes total sense at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just kind of throw the whole concept away, which I think was a huge detriment. I mean, to a already pretty shitty movie, but like, at least you could do something interesting like that. But no, they don't do anything. They think it's actually really lazy. They just find them in the fucking uh, building that should not exist anymore. It should be burned to the fucking ground at this point. And like <laughs> the fact that Joe would be so stupid to get out of this, get out of the quote unquote mainframe or whatever he's in and to go straight into a body of who knows, like a, uh, a janitor or whoever in that, uh, in that lab and to get blown his get his leg fucking blew off, you know, blown off or whatever. I like how no they said they, they reconstructed his face and all that. Cause in my mind I was like, okay, well that can kind of play into the fact that this is a different actor. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, uh, Danny still recognizes him. Yeah, that is true. I did, and did, I love the the uh, the way he gets him to know who he is. He like visually creates a lawnmower and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> man! I got some serious Power uh, Power Ranger Turbo vibes when mm-hmm. they jack in and like they're flying around and they they fall from the sky or whatever and they get those motorcycles or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of this that scene where they're in the jungle in Power Rangers Turbo. I don't know what it was. It just had that sort of feeling to it. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be just like fucking Turbo again. I fucking hate Turbo. So I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, here we go. Um, but I, I, uh, there, um, I'm with you, though. There are aspects of the movie that I actually do like. I like um, uh, the idea of, him, of the doctor telling him to just relax and then look back at certain images that he sort of, like, really loved in his life like him mowing the lawn and seeing danny there giving him the comic book uh him blowing up the birth birthday candle and all that stuff i liked the, that idea of all that stuff it, it was a it was a good idea mm-hmm. i um, wonder why did you happen to read at all or anything why pierce brosnan didn't come back yeah because uh, uh, of bond Okay, because I was reading. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think you did mention that last time because I know they said the that the Benjamin Trace character in the movie was originally supposed to be uh, Brosnan's character from the first one. Well, that's what I read when we talked when we talked about the first one. That's what I read about that, too. And I had no idea. I just thought what I mentioned (laughs) mentioned last episode is that, you know, I just, you know, this is like. Uh, the first one was like 92, so it's only like two years away till he does fucking uh, Gold Knight. So I was like, there's no way he's going to be in the second one. This, and this one's 96. So he's getting off the popular of Bond. So I guarantee you he's already doing the next Bond movie while this thing is getting filmed. So yeah, uh, there's no excuse for Jeff Fahey, though, because uh, there's nothing on Jeff Fahey. I would just assume Jeff Fahey's like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't, you know, don't disagree with him on it or fault him for it. But he did a lot of movies in the 90s and some really good ones. But, um, but yeah, uh, even though even though that Bronson's Bronson's not in here, I think this dude Patrick Bergen who plays uh, Doctor Trace, I think he's a way better actor, and he's way better in this movie than Pierce Brosnan is in the first yeah, one. Yeah, he's got his moments. Even though he looks like 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 Peter Pan from Hook sometimes, or or looks like Kevin Costner from Waterworld or some mm-hmm. shit. Um, but I like I, I did like him. Um, he was fine. Um, 
you we got Danny back. Um, I, no, I didn't notice this, but could you tell whether or not it was actually Danny in those memories when he's going up through the lawn and like giving him? Because I know his hair is longer. Because um, this is like what two years after? Because I think last second hero is ninety four. Yeah, so, so like I got that it was supposed to be him. Apparently, if you look in the credits or whatever it is, or uh, right. or on IMDb. The yeah. guy's got the same last name. Oh, really? so I don't know if it's his, his brother uh, or something like a younger brother or something Indeed. like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it it was one of those things where you look at it and you're like, I know that's not footage from the other movie. And no, I know yeah, not clearly him, but. I think they failed not showing uh, uh, Joe having sex with that lady in the bed, though. <laughs> they just showed him talking to, to Danny. <laughs> Or Peter, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so how do you, so? All right. So Johnny mentioned this before, but like, literally, uh, Job gets hooked up to this uh, computer. He recreates his body. It's almost it's almost Spy Kids esque in a way. Um, there's a lot of scenes in here that remind me of Spy Kids, and I hate Spy Kids. But you know, what I'm talking about that sort of visual thing they do in Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. Like like blue screen and green screen shit. Oh man, it's fucking ugly. But like he like transforms his body into this like sort of like gold armored suit. Uh, that kind of reminded me of that, of like the cell. I know it sounds crazy, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, then he like opens his arms up like Christ and then he like zooms back and then, it goes to white or whatever. And it's not it goes to white, but it goes to like lawnmower man too, you know, uh, beyond cyberspace. And then the, the aspio, the aspi, <clears throat> shit, sorry. The, um, uh, the aspect ratio stand, expands and, you know, you get, you get this full thing. And I'm, I was thinking, there's another movie that does that, right? Where it starts in the older aspect ratio and moves to the newer. Yeah. There's a couple. I mean, I can't think of one off my head, but I know that most times I've seen it in movies, it's usually footage that takes place like in the past or something. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Oh, I got one for you. I just thought of it just now. Um, Oz, great and powerful. Oh, yeah. That happens. It's all black and white. And then uh, once he hits Oz, when he gets when, he, uh, when Franco uh, gets up out of the balloon and he looks down and it expands out. To all full color and black and white, but I know this. I know this. Uh, like you're saying before, there's a couple other other ones that do that too. I, I I like that. That's a really cool thing to do, especially with something like this, which is a pretty much a garbage direct sequel. Which I didn't do too much research into it. I would assume this thing went to theater because it had a 15 million dollar budget. So yeah, I think I read that it did go to theaters, and it made two million dollars. So a pretty big bomb. Well, back in the day, that was loads of money. <laughs> it was, yeah, 96. That's a lot of money. They probably back, filmed this thing in like 95 or whatever. So Back before you had your Avengers and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Right, right. Um, so it's kind of like a, a Lost Boys sort of situation, right? In the mm. movie? Like the kids, like they're like underground. They're living like in the Ninja's Hurdles 2 sewer, like living in like a uh, sub, like a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, 
train. That's not a train, but you know the train that runs underground. But yeah, kind of like the hideout in Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the hideout. It it cracked me up so much. Where there's that scene in the movie where they're in the hideout and you know they piss off Job and he takes the train and it's gonna <laughs> drive through and the guy goes and switches the tracks and saves the day. Well, then the train goes above and then starts exploding, causing <laughs> stuff more to happen. Damage. So no matter what, like now they've killed people, but they've also, you know, lost their home. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, was it worth it? That wasn't worth it. No. Um, I, um, oh, I was going to say, oh, I, so th- that, that scene where, um, where, you know, Job and, uh, the doc, what's his name? Uh, Trace, they're having to fight back and forth, the hacker fight back and forth to change tracks. And when they train, uh, there's a lot of good models in this movie, by the way. I got to say that. There's a lot of cool models. I like all the model explosions and stuff like that. I, I, oh, you know me, man. I think you're the same way. We love models when models get destroyed mm-hmm. or any physical you know, effects like that. It's really cool to see. Um, but when that train goes through the, the like no exit sign thing or whatever, caution, and it blows through. <clears throat> you know what that reminded me of? Uh, Die Hard? No, uh, well, not, not Die Hard Speed. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was the same. I, I actually thought it was the same shit, like, like the same cut, that, that same model and scene from Speed. And I looked everywhere and I couldn't find it to back up, but it looks just like that at the end of Speed. There was another scene in this that, oh, the helicopter scene. Helicopter scene, yeah. That looked something... Uh, familiar too, man. Yeah, I couldn't where, tell what it was, but it looks very familiar. Yeah, that looks familiar to me. Where it's crashing and going, and it shows the close up of it. Yeah, and then, like there's like the there's actually a really good shot. Um, I think it's a good shot. Uh, where they're running from the house, and the helicopter, the burnt helicopter is coming towards them. Mm-hmm. They jump over the rocks. I thought all that stuff was pretty well done. Yeah, for what it is, I mean it. It's, you know, for a movie like this, you got to find the good, right? So, um, but I thought that was pretty well done. I, I like the, the the helicopter. I like um, also made me think of this too. But it reminded me a little bit of Terminator Three in a way. You know, like um, where Lady Terminator can hack things and like you know drive cars into people's cars or whatever. Uh-huh. And it kind of reminded me of that, where like Job is like hacking like a helicopter, hacking the senator's plane to crash his fucking ass. You know, <laughs> shit like that. It reminds me of a lot of stuff like that. There's some, there's some fun ideas. It's it's pretty hilarious. Uh, a lot of it's pretty fucking hilarious. But, like, the main bad guy is a total goob. Uh, uh, the, that scene where they steal the the core or whatever, and um, the the main bad guy has, has this ridiculous, like, foam statue-esque uh, idol thing in his office. Oh he, like, yeah! Pops the mouth open. And it's inside. It looks so dumb. <laughs> but um, yeah. What uh, about when when it looks like him and uh, the same guy and his like blonde haired sidekick, or where it looks like they're about to go off and have sex with each other? <laughs> yes. He gets so he's like surprised by the horniness of the whole situation and like, yeah. oh, we gotta fuck. <laughs> like he was. And, and it's so funny how like surprised he's so surprised how much it worked. Mm-hmm. You know. But he's also surprised how much of a boner he's got. <laughs> but um, but like um, 
So Job comes to uh, Peter and he's like, Peter, you got to save me, man. Like, I'm dying. You know, the cyber world is dying or some shit. And you got to find uh, Benjamin Trace. And apparently Benjamin Trace is the guy who originally came up with the idea of this art, this this core. It has a name, but I forget what it is. It's a lot of technical uh, jargon in this thing that sounds like gobbledygook to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was to the screenwriters. Well, there's like three screenwriters in the movie, but... <clears throat> There's a lot of weird shit in here like that, but um, the CGI didn't get any better. It got worse, I think, in my opinion. But um, uh, yeah, uh, so the, the whole movie's about um, them trying to basically capture this chip uh, because Joe basically wants to rule the world through se- like the same thing he wanted to do in the first movie. He wants to try to he kind of he he doesn't really get there in this thing. He's it's like small potatoes, like. Mm-hmm. Job is still really stupid, even though he's a genius. He does a lot of stupid shit. Um, he wants to get into cyberspace, which he accomplished in the last movie. The last but movie. We're gonna pretend he didn't, mm-hmm. but we're gonna show you he did. <laughs> right. And that and that's what I thought what happened um in this. You know, he gets jacked in, I would assume, months after the first movie. Mm-hmm. And he remember he's talking about in the first movie like I'll be in every telephone line and all across the world and you know VR will ultimately become yeah you'll know when is. I made it because I'll make all the phones ring right and he kind of does in this movie I mean, it, it comes to fruition but at the same time <clears throat> it's also like a super dystopian future like like is this his fault for making people uh, you know, uh, pay for ATM VR online, like in the streets while it's fucking raining. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was going to have some sort of like little payoff or something. That, like, not that I expected something big, but you right. know, having to use people's phones or their minutes or whatever. Right. But did you like the 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 T two scene? The T two scene. I I consider it a T two scene. Basically, remember when John Connor you know goes to the ATM and hooks up like a fucking laptop to it? Oh it's so yeah. And it, and I I didn't get that in this one. It's, in this one, um, what's his name? Easy Peter, money. Austin O'Brien. Um, he has like it looks like a disk drive, like for your PC, right? Mm-hmm. And he got head. He's got a headphone jack plugged in. Um, and there's some dude at an ATM calling his wife and he steals something from this ATM. I, I don't know. Do they need minutes to play? It looked VR? like he just, it looked like he had a camera and was using it over his shoulder to steal his, uh, pin code. Pin code. Okay. I got confused. Cause he, he comes back with this, that mini disc. There's a lot of mini discs in this movie. Yeah, I just figured the mini disc had the information on it, like he okay saved it or something. Right, right, right. I did. I do think they like they do mention the kids do mention something like that when they come back to the TMNT two sewer level, but I can't remember what they what they said at this point. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I just finished with that. My, my my brain's already kind of fried because it's very stupid. But um, so this so this movie costs fifteen million bucks. Um, did you feel that at all in this thing? I mean, it's kind of hard to judge now considering everything that's changed over time. I mean, I, considering the CG in the last movie, actually, I feel there was more CG in the last movie than there was in this movie. You think so? 
Yeah, I, I mean, you're probably right actually about that, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, well, think about it, because like the whole ending of the last movie and all that took place where they were CG. This was right. more like they were jacked into the Matrix. Right, and, and then like it, it wasn't CG; it was like live. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. People flying around like on cables uh, in front of like a green screen, but like, um, people like will come into the thing. Like, there's that scene where they get on the pads, like at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 not the pads. Uh, when they jack in and they had the motorcycles, right? So like, it's just, this like far away shot of the motorcycles CG, and they jump down to a, a platform, and then next scene it's like real motorcycles on a real street. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I, I respected that. Like, all right, that's cool. It's that works. You don't want to do too much of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 what I was gonna say is that um, you know, the fifteen million dollars, I I don't really see it fully, but I saw it like in the um, like the production value. Like when I say that, I mean like more like that street corner, you know, where they hang out. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I, that's what I was gonna say is more like the streets, like how they set it all up and the rain set design. Yeah, it looks like um, it actually looks like a set from like Blade Runner, like the, from the original Blade Runner. You know? Yeah. All the rain coming down. They have like that that, that one corner right there. Shit, you know, it actually might be the same Blade Runner set because Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner set was only like a was only like a street. <laughs> They put a bunch of buildings out there. It was a very small set, but they made it look like a, they made it look like an entire city. But um, yeah, stuff like that. The 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 subway system, it all looks good. Um, the only thing that looks like kind of garbage is like the actual. Uh, I forget what the corporation's called now. The the VR corporation. It's like you know VSI or some DSI or. That's the last movie. This movie's called something different now. Well, I remember at one point. Oh, now that might be the. I'm trying to remember. I know at some point DSI was they said it at one point because it made me I think it was the end of what uh, what Job was using to get into the system because I remember thinking in my head, oh, like the Nintendo DS. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's. um... They it becomes sort of a, a, a heist movie. At a certain point, uh, with kids uh, from the future, and uh, they have to steal this object to basically uh, to take out Joel, uh, Job, and uh, the main bad guy. And you know, it has some. It's got your typical like architects, archetype sort of characters in it. You know, we have the uh, lady, Doctor Lady. I don't remember her name, but uh, she's been working with this on this thing for a long time. She's also been working with the uh, with. Uh, the Dr. Trace guy for a long time, but he ended up uh, leaving because he thought it was, I don't know what he thought. He thought he was too ambitious or whatever. Yeah. I forget what it is now. But. They were a couple that broke up, but yeah, he, he left. And when he left, like he, the relationship broke off. Right. And then he lives like in the desert. Uh, he's like an Indian now or something. I don't know. Native yeah, he American lives like now. a mystic, like a monk almost. <laughs> he's got, he didn't get like a shaman's cane at one point. Uh, and a terrible, like terrible, like dreadlock things in his hair. I, I didn't really understand it, but, um, uh, but uh, they get back together at some point, you know, it's how it goes in these movies like this. But um, I do love the fact that he's in the desert and he, uh, after, uh, 
uh, after Danny comes and visits him about Job. I love how I love also love how much Danny talks out loud about Job and the Arkenstone or whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. But um, he's like, "What? Like, no way! Like, you could never build that. How?" He's like, "I don't know, man. Job just told me about it." Here's the here's a mini disc, and he watches the mini. And he he's like to watch the mini disc. He has to like get his wooden crate from underneath his house. It's got his old PC in it, <laughs> and like hooks it up, and like, and it's all like recorded like close up footage of Danny and Job the whole time, which I thought was fucking hilarious. It um, it reminds me as one of those things where people say like you know, where you'll see a movie and it'll be like. We took this with hidden camera footage, but it's footage that's like up close to their face. It's like, <laughs> it's how same was shot. that camera hidden? Yeah. It, it made, and in my head now, when I see something like that, I always try to think, how's that possible? And I know, like in Halo, you can replay stuff and move the camera everywhere. So now I'm like, right. I could see that now. <laughs> right, right. And there's a lot of movies like that. I can't think of any right now, obviously, but the only thing that did it, only I could think of is like, um, what was it? Uh, the Steven Seagal movie, remember that one where uh, he records like the the center scene, like you can take that to the bank or whatever. And he they they, uh, they shoot him and he goes in a coma for like a couple of years and he he wakes up and I forget what that one's like, not out for justice or marked for death or like I forget what it's called, but that one's actually from the view of the camera, so it makes it looks like it's right. It's mm-hmm. not like scenes from the movie, you know, like mm-hmm. on, on the on the tape. Yeah, um, which this exactly was. This exactly was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the scene where Job tells, uh, Job turns into the, the main corporate bad guy and like he turns into that guy on the the, cam- the camera screen or TV screen or whatever. He tells everyone like, there's like a, there's a terrorist on like level three in this hallway and like they get blocked in and as soon as one of the doors open, the, the security guards are all there. They just fucking shoot everybody. Like without question, they just shoot everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, how, I love how they made a, uh, they had a plan technically to go in there and get this thing. And then it all immediately goes to hell. And so they're yeah, making up as they go along, like, what do we do? And right. Yeah. It goes to hell pretty quickly, man. Um, you know, it, it, it makes sense, but um, they're you know they're still able to <laughs> get it figured out. What, what was that? All right, well, that scene where they steal the main ship the first time, mm-hmm. and Trace tells uh, Danny that to take it off the platform and has to be like cooled in some way, or it'll oh, were they? It- were they Indiana Jones? It Indiana Jones did, yeah, exactly. Two There's actually two Indiana Jones scenes in here, in my opinion. There's that one. There's that scene, and there's that scene where uh, Trace fights the bigger guy in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Felt very much like Raiders when he's fighting that big fucking dude on the by the plane. Oh yeah, it felt very much like that. Shittier, obviously, but that's where the TV comes into play. Remember? So, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's like he's like dripping water on this thing the whole time, or or, yeah. or like. Something? I guess I didn't put two and two. I just thought it was like a crystal or something. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I didn't put two and two together that it could have actually been a piece of ice. Maybe. I guess maybe <laughs> I didn't. I didn't listen in enough. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't know. I didn't understand. And I watched this thing fully without my phone or anything. I watched this thing full on, had my total uh, attention, and I was still confused about a lot of the things that were going on. 
Um, the president gets involved somehow, like to make this like a, a nationwide thing. Um, though I thought that was confusing that the that the the president was able to jack. It. They say jack in a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. They even say at one point jack in or jack off at some point. I think Job says that or something like that. Yeah. Um, great line, I guess. Uh, but um, the president Jackson like easily. But then, like when the 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 head bad guy, the head president of what this place is called, uh, he jacked and he's like totally fucking like terrified about it. And it's obvious when they get there, like Job is the bad guy, like the mm-hmm. whole time, like he is the bad guy. But no one sees it. They're just like, hey, uh, the startup is countdown fifteen minutes or whatever. Like, they're like yay. But like it's obvious that he's having these crazy like Nazi speeches and shit. They're insane. And he's just like, I, things are going good. Fuck it. Whatever. It's Job. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly shown signs at this point that he's crazy. And I don't, well, the last movie kind of gave some horror vibes to it in a way. Right. It just did. with him going around and, you know, taking people out. Slash this one has al- almost the same scene where he's taking people out. But he's kind taking of. everyone out from his own little chair. <laughs> Yeah, which doesn't work. And you have like this weird, like, um, uh, 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 Matt, like, like Job's, like, weird, or mostly it's Matt Fuhrer, uh, his weird, like, jack off face or whatever. Like, it's a weird, like, he gives off this weird, creepy fucking, they're not creepy, like, make you feel creepy. Like, like, weird, like, I can't express the vibe, but like, they don't feel right. They're, they're, they're goofy and, I don't know. It's, it's and he's all he's all legless. <laughs> that mm-hmm. like you're saying before, and he's just like all super excited and and coming in his pants while he takes on a fucking seven forty seven or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the train track scene. You know, exciting stuff like that. I quote unquote exciting stuff like that. But everything is just for, uh, it, it just makes you for me at least. It made me appreciate the first one a lot more, honestly. Yeah, there. There's certain aspects of this that when you watch the first one, you kind of think, well, this is your standard movie. You know, as far as sequels go, you're like, okay, well, sequels usually most of the time are worse. Most of, well, not, you know, you know, I know what you mean, but like, you know, for, for, it's like, it's like what, what would you say? Like 90%? Yeah. Like yeah, most okay. of the times they're worse, but then you watch this and you're like, okay, the first movie kind you see had a. What's it, like a vision to it, right? I agree. With and that, yeah. you see where it could have gone, and then mm-hmm. you see this movie and go, they didn't go anywhere near that vision. They just walked away. Yeah, I mean, there's even things on IMDb or says like uh, the sequel that basically erased everything that happened in the first movie. But the problem was that they have a lot of the first movie in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So it's like you can't forget because. I saw that movie already, and I know that's it's just still part of it. The, the fact that Job is still connected to Danny, I mean, it's, that stuff still happened. Danny also told that his mom died a long time ago. And I guess Danny is like an Aladdin now. He's like a fucking street rat and rolls around and razor butt on a rollerblades and shit. Mm-hmm. So, which is goofy as fuck. <laughs> fucking rollerblades, man. Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't remember... Well, okay, so so there's a sword fight at the end between Job and uh, and Trace, and you know this is uh, this is take a step back real quick. Um, you know Jeff Fahey 
you know, I know I talked about in the first movie about how he goes kind of full retard, but but then he, but when he gets uh, sort of like becomes sort of uh, diabolical towards the end where he gets smarter, and he's really good in that movie. I still I'll say it till the end of my day. I think he gets better in that movie once he gets away from that other shit. He becomes a very creepy fuck. Um, I just appreciate him so much more compared to fucking Matt Furrer in this thing. Like Matt Furrer is like you mm-hmm. said before, this very Jim Carrey esque, like goofy. I'm never you're never scared of the guy. Even when he gets he gets fucking really upset with Trace at one point. Trace is probably the smartest person in the whole movie. He's just, he's like, right, I'm not getting you out. I'm not helping you. Nah, man, you're fucking you're insane. Like <laughs> I'm walking away from this thing. Um, but it just shows me how much I appreciate him more. Uh, unlike you know Brosnan, I like I like uh, Patrick Bergen who plays Trace more in this thing. Uh, Jeff Fahey was fucking great as Job in the first movie, compared to this guy. And um, there's a sword fight. I guess technically it's like sort of a Highlander fight. I guess you'd say just lightning between swords, and it's pretty dumb. <laughs> but um, and you, you're constantly wondering uh, while looking in the background. There's all these like uh, henchmen or. Uh, bodyguards in the background, and you, what you'd assume that why would they just kill these kids off? It make mm-hmm. sense to hold them back. There's also scenes if you like really focus it on it. Um, the kids are just like running like back and forth, and like the security guys are just kind of like hobbling around. They're not really doing it, and just like hobbling around. And this kids are just like no act. There's no like direction to any of the kids. It's just, like the kids just do do what the fuck you want to do. I'm more focused on the sword fighting, and. Uh, they eventually this paradox diamond mainframe thing gets destroyed. And, uh, you know, there's this thing they talk about a lot in the movie, which is called Egypt. And I assumed, and I still assume that Egypt's like a fail safe. I assumed it. I assumed Egypt was a, like an access kind of thing. Kind of, okay. kind of like if you were to take into perspective, like, uh, the nukes in the movie are, are the main thing. Then Egypt and would technically be like the key to make it work. Okay, okay. or something like that. That's what I took Egypt as. Right. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense too. But I can. All, but can you also see it as like sort of a failsafe too? Because what happens to him at the end, Job? Yeah, I find it weird though too. Like they, all the importance behind they need him for Egypt. They need it, and then all of a sudden it's like he must have found a way to go without Egypt. Right, he, he and he he like creates uh, a sort of a bridge around Egypt, right? But the, the funny part is too is that like um, uh, Doctor Lady, um, she somehow finds the actual main ship thing, and she's just you would assume that that this thing is so important that Job would have this thing like heavily, heavily like secured, mm-hmm. but no, she gets to it like. Easily, very easily, very easily, and she's just waiting there to take it off, uh, so he can destroy it in in the cyber world. Makes no fucking sense at all. Why not just pull it? I don't get it. But they don't pull it until they smash the uh, the mainframe thingy, and uh, there's like some matrix code coming out of it, and he gets absorbed into it, and he's like he. I worked around it, man. And then, like, um, Trace, uh, Dr. Trace is like, you don't have enough power to sustain your power. And he, like, shoots him with, like, lasers. And it fades out. 
And then it's a hilarious scene, in my opinion, where he's where uh, the the electricity goes back to Job's seat and he gets blown out of his seat. <laughs> that was oh yeah, hilarious. <laughs> uh, and it's a good. It was a cool looking stunt too. I liked it. Um, but like they get back and they fly back, uh, I guess to reality. Uh, you know, I always thought, you know, you know, the, all of all the, the the movies that me and you have seen of the years, uh, especially in the nineties, with with stuff like this, with tech noir. Or uh, this sort of uh, hackers esque sort of worlds, you know. Usually, we, there's sort of a system to jacking out, to getting pulled mm-hmm. out of cyberspace. In this movie, it don't fucking matter. You can just pull the glasses off immediately, and you're out. You have no trauma unless you're um, uh, 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 Danny, and he gets shot. He gets like shot in the arm or some, or gets hit or some, in some way. And they have to do CPR on him or whatever, but that, nothing, nothing like that ever happens again in the whole movie. They're just like, at the end, this whole place explodes, and they just take the glasses, the the, uh, the iPhones off. And yeah, it's I fine. did. I did find that weird. I found that you know most movies are always like you know there has to be a way to get out. Like whether it's in the Matrix, you had the reach payphone, of payphone right. or you know someone had to do a bunch of things on the computer to properly get you out because if they pulled you out right away it caused mental trauma and killed you right. some other junk and then i thought it was going to pay off more when they showed like he got shot in the game and right he was in pain like i thought that was going to pay off later i guess the only way it paid off was that governor guy or whatever it was getting his face electrocuted Oh right, yeah. He was just a, he, I think he was just a scientist guy that worked there. Yeah, uh, yeah. It didn't pay off too much, uh, but like I think like in virtuosity, of it, they have a huge sort of you know harking back to the guy who directed the first Lawnmower Man. There's a big process in that too to get get out of the fucking game. They have to like push. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure what they have to do. They have to do something though. I forget what it was, but um, like even like in the cell. Remember in the cell when they want to get out, they have that little like uh, microchip underneath like their forefinger and their thumb, mm-hmm. like a panic button. They push it and they get they get them out of there. You know, you know stuff like that. You you would assume there's more to it than that. You can't just like somehow immerse yourself in this world, you know, for 15 to 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden just take the fucking glasses off and be okay with it. Like, I feel like it would fuck you up pretty bad in the brain. I mean, the only plus side is, I guess it makes it more realistic to what VR is today. Today? Okay. You have a good point there. I mean, when I have my headset on and the kids are screaming, I got to take it off like every five minutes and, you know, tell them to shut up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The fucking nightmare world. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I got you, buddy. Um I wouldn't even know. We'd have to have a whole conversation about how your your eyes are, because I mean, to just dilate every few fucking minutes like that must be fucking brutal on your brain and your eyeballs. But you're probably used to it by this point. Yeah, it's weird in the beginning, but I mean, you get used to it, right? Um, but yeah, the the I think the most surprising part is that um, after fucking Job gets blown out of his fucking chair, they go. Uh, Danny goes and finds him, and he's like. She says that he's regressing, Doctor Lady. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, he's still alive. <clears throat> and then, like fucking uh, evil corporate guy shows up, and I still don't understand this. But how does he die? He gets. Uh, he has Danny, 
and is gonna kill him or something, and Job reaches up and grabs his leg. Okay, I yeah, I saw it, that, yeah. I guess it causes him to trip, and then he falls on some electrical stuff and gets electrocuted to death. Okay. I missed that somehow. <laughs> but yeah, that was like the forgiving Jesus. moment of Job. Because that, that was the thing that got me in the end, was they were like, you know, they were all happy. They had the big ending scene where they're out on the balcony and smiling and happy and Job's <laughs> nodding his head around because he's excited and they're like let's all go home and in my head I'm like this guy just murdered a bunch of people he did like, and then he like ruined like uh he, he like ruined the ATMs and people's bank accounts and like yeah, there he was ruined water and power the, there was rioting in the streets there was people on the train that got mm-hmm. that are definitely dead. They're dead. They're definitely I was like, they were, you know, that airplane, that guy wasn't the only one on the airplane. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was I was like, not. but you know what? It's okay because he was controlled by, well, he wasn't <laughs> controlled by anything. He, it, it was, was still him. him. It was him. Yeah. And they, and then Danny also says it very early on. He blames it on Pierce Bronson. Like he blames it on him that Job is the way he is now. It's yeah. ridiculous. The, the, the fact that he he lives at the end of this movie, Job, blew my mind. I was like, really? Like, this fucker lives? Like, well, you gotta set up. It's crazy. Set up more. I thought I read somewhere <laughs> about a Lawnmower Man TV series. You know what I read? Hmm. In 2020, uh, the guy who directed the first Lawnmower Man, there is a third Lawnmower Man movie being written right now. Wow. Yep. He is in the mid. The, there's a hang up, though. The hang up is that they cannot call it Lawnmower Man. They have to find out to call something else. I mean, I don't see how that could be hard at all because the only reference to Lawnmower Man in this movie to the other one, other than the fact where he, you know, shows, shows a lawnmower, is. <laughs> Uh, whenever him and Trace are having the fight on the bridge, and Trace says, "You're nothing but a lawnmower, lawnmower man." Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, no, Danny says it too at the beginning. He says, "Like he was our old lawnmower man before oh, it yeah. happened." It's not a lot, though. I mean, just I mean, you can you know you could just leave off the and oh, just call and it lawnmower man three. You know, mm-hmm. but I, that's I think that was the most surprising thing out of all this is that apparently they're they are working on a lawnmower man three now. Can't believe it. I mean, I would say I can't believe it, but in this Matrix day and 4. age, yeah, you got the Matrix Four. I don't Bill think and Ted any, Three. <laughs> we got a lot there's of stuff. no series that's dead anymore, and they think they can just bring back anything and everything and make a new one. Oh, there's definitely some series that are dead. I will say that much, but you're right. Who knows what could happen? Fuck. I mean, it took like what. 35 years to make a Dark Crystal TV series? I mean, anything could happen. Who fucking knows? I mean, look at Ghostbusters. Well, we already had one of those already, so we got another one. So, Oh, that's right. There was the girl Ghostbusters. Yes, there was another one Ghostbusters. Yeah, and a director's cut of that, too, which I would never well, Looks like did that you, now just came back in my mind. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Did you Did you also hear that, that, that basically Fox got fucking pushed into putting a digital copy in the big collector's set, which I bought? Which I guess I wouldn't be. I won't be having that digital copy. Oh, mine, but they had to put a digital copy of the female one in yeah, the yeah in the that, 
that like hundred dollar cut yeah, or box? Yeah, I bought it. I I I bought it like uh, uh, about two weeks ago, and then uh, this past week, yeah, that that you saw an article saying that they're being forced to put in a digital copy of it. I almost so. thought of buying it. You know why I bought it, right? Because you wanted it. Well, not just that, because I already have the I already have the first two on 4K. I just yeah. I actually recently just bought them on 4K. Uh, but um, they have the they have the fucking director's cut of Ghostbusters on there. Oh, yeah, like never before, like it's never never ever. They've only showed it at, like the Ghostbuster Con things. Mm-hmm. They've never actually like put it together in, onto like into the film. And apparently, this is what this has on it. It has that. And it has all like the original behind the scenes stuff, like original stuff. Like I've never seen it before, except in photos of like makeup tests, uh, creating uh, the the actual like practical effects and everything. All this mm-hmm. stuff is all that stuff is going to be in this. Oh. There's like 25 more minutes of fucking original Ghostbusters we've never seen before. Crazy. I need to. But. I know I haven't watched the new one yet, but I've been. I've almost. I just hit digital. Yeah, recently, right? Yeah, and I almost was just going to bite the bullet and just buy it so I could finally watch it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Not worth the 20 bucks. I mean, it came with a set that I have, but I would never buy it by itself. I I mean, I get part, I get get a director's cut of part one, I get part two, and I get all these other extra stuff. It's like five discs. It's a lot of shit. You get Mm -hmm. the new movie or whatever, whatever. But no, nah, I wouldn't. I would never. Yeah, I respect you too much to tell you to buy it for twenty dollars. No way. All right. But I would love to talk to you about it sometime, maybe on the show. But because it's a, a convoluted mess. But I still liked it. I don't love it, but I like it. It's <laughs> a lot of problems in it. But anyways, no lawnmower man too. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I would wait a little while, man. Wait for like Redbox or some shit and bring it up there. All right. Anyways, that was Lawnmower Man too. Uh, Job survives. Uh, it's got a, a, a nice fun. I, I I do love how f- quick they were to end this movie. Like they're like, oh yeah, they're probably like on the uh, like on this like veranda or whatever for like maybe like a minute and then the cut right to black. And the credits are going, the credits are going so fast. The first credit is almost out of the way before the credits start. It's crazy. <laughs> kind of like the old uh, TV movies. Right, right, right. I've seen a lot of, I've seen a couple of movies like that just couldn't wait to end. And yeah, this was one of those special times where it's like, all right, let's get it over with. Let's fucking do it. But um, there you go. Um, a nice in-depth uh, uh, review. We have, I didn't contact anybody about this movie. I have no interviews and none of that shit. This is just the most, maybe one of the most in-depth uh, Lawnmower Man 2 episodes you'll probably ever hear. I can be wrong about that, obviously, but mm-hmm. we can't be the first we'll have done uh, uh, Lawnmower Man and Lawnmower Man 2 together. But, anyways, I mean, this is bet. These two are better than all those Nemesis movies that we watched back in the day on our old show. So, mm. yeah, but, uh, uh, I like Nemesis 1, I think. Nemesis, no, I'm, I'm, well, Nemesis 1 is amazing. I'm saying, like, the like we did two, two, three, and four, those were fucking brutal. So, oh yeah, that was a great idea you had. I tried. I, I if I would <laughs> go back in time, I would have said like let's do two, three, four in one episode. But I was trying to, you know, you know, had a lot of ideas and <laughs> it didn't stop me. So, <laughs> uh, 
but um, hey, Johnny, man, uh, once again, I know you're yeah, you're congested and you're sick, and you, you've sounded great this whole episode. But I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to me about uh, Lawnmower Man too. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hope people didn't mind my little coughs and stuff in between. I just recently got sick. It's not. It's not bad. It's not the big word. It's okay, just yeah. a sickness. It's just. <laughs> it's just a cold, everyone. <laughs> and it doesn't help anymore that uh, it was really, really super fucking cold the last few days. Now all of a sudden today it's seventy degrees. And it's raining. So. Yeah, it didn't help that it dropped thirty degrees in one day, and then in one day, yeah, was yeah. cold for three days straight and then now you need shorts on again to go outside right and i, I, I tried to go running yesterday and i went to i i go uh this is just a side note for anybody who you know just personal information but uh, i usually go running at the woodlands waterway uh you know the where the water runs through over there in the woodlands uh-huh. i run there because you can run that thing goes on for fucking miles dude it's crazy how far that thing goes but i usually do like a four mile run every morning before i before i get to uh, go to work I tried that shit. My hands were numb. It was like 20 mm-hmm. degrees outside. Oh, and yeah. I, I tried it. I wore pants for the first time. Oh, I did not, but <laughs> I I put a beanie on, though, and a jacket. So I don't do that very often, but I did it the other day. I was like, man, I even contemplated, like, should I just wear, like, a like a zip-up hoodie for this? Like, nah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> but I got, like, a mile in. I was like, I can't do this. This is My hands were fucking numb, man. No way. <laughs> It's so much so I actually went today and bought gloves the next time I had to go run just like a, for a backup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's Houston for you, though. That's Texas, man. It's like, you know, it's 20 degrees one night. Next day, it's fucking, you know, 100 degrees. And Christmas was fucking horrible. Like 80 degrees outside. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyways, I hope you guys dug the uh, Lawnmower Man 2 uh Beyond Cyberspace or Joby's War. Uh, if you guys are interested in watching this shit, um, if you have HBO Max, it's on there. Or if you have Hulu, um, it also they also have that on there as well. Um, and I would uh, consider looking into all the fun facts that IMDb has on there because I think they're pretty interesting. Honestly, not like your regular stuff. This stuff, this stuff, this stuff is pretty interesting stuff. One and two both have some interesting stuff behind the scenes. But um, but one of the biggest things I would recommend is actually going back and uh, if you guys have uh, Audible, uh, I would definitely pick up Night Shift, Stephen King's Night Shift, and actually listen to the original Lawnmower Man short story. It has nothing to do with any of this except some uh, character names, and uh, it's a great one of my favorite fucking short stories of all time. So this is the end of the Lawnmower Man series for us, and hopefully I can have Johnny back pretty soon and we can talk about something else that also might have to do with uh vr or 90s computer stuff and uh, it won't be a lot more man this time maybe a, a way more exciting movie that me and johnny have talked about before off of here uh that we both really love so um, anyways johnny thanks again buddy i really appreciate you thank you sir for having me and i'd love to be back Cool, cool, and I'd love to have you back again. And uh, for all you out there, man, I hope you guys are taking care, taking care of each other out there. Please don't be a piece of shit, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Later. <laughs>